us being on mission. Us as God's people on mission. If you don't know what the word mission means, it means Christians going out to make converts, to actually convert people, to bring them into Christianity. Being on mission is about saving people from their sin. It's about sharing the gospel with the hope that others will be born again and come into God's family. Mission is exciting because it's about seeing God at work in this world and hearts being changed. And so, as I've mentioned, we've had a long uh, or a number of weeks now, a whole term um, of uh, engaging. That's not working, guys, the clicking aspect of that. Um, We'll go to the next slide. Uh, We've been talking about so much with our vision. Uh, It was all planned out from the start of the term. And it started back on the 5th of May, which is a few weeks ago now, where we started talking about a similar topic today of people encountering Jesus. We see a church where people will come to know Jesus as their Lord and Saviour. We even had uh, a picture back then of baptism. You might remember that the the Barbie doll got baptised a few uh, weeks ago. Do you remember that? And then we talked about people pursuing Jesus. But I want to, of course, make the point as we start that our vision is not about us just coming up with some ideas. It starts with us looking to God's looking to God and His greatness. And from looking to God, we are are changed and moved out. That's what we want to be about here. Honouring God and then being moved by Him. So then we talked about us pursuing Jesus. And then we talked about having purposeful Sunday gatherings. It's all on the back wall. And you might recall that we've even changed directions. We used to face that direction. Now we face this direction. That was a deliberate change that we made uh, as we thought about doing church differently. And we had a wonderful challenge on that occasion uh, by Noah uh, to think about what does the church and Acts like and how has it changed over the years? Particularly, I think, through the medieval times and, and where it became such a, uh, a different um, um, body of, of, of whatever it was doing. In some ways, it lost the, the heart of mission. And then uh, we talked about having rich devotional lives. And uh, does anyone still have a psalm booklet? Anyone has a psalm booklet? Someone's even got it here. We're just, hopefully, we're getting towards the end of that. A psalm a day keeps the, um, what is the, <laughs> the terminology? An apple a day keeps the... the, 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 the t- so what is a psalm a day? What does that do? Oh, I keep Satan away. There we go. Excellent. So please keep engaging with that. And if you started late, keep going with the psalm reading. And then we spoke about having real discipleship. And did you see the skits on stage here? They were amazing. Incredible skits of people having mock conversations of what it could look like to encourage each other and spur each other on. And then we had our authentic love for our church and our community. And you might recall that we had some love stations or hands-on stations around our church where we actually wanted to do practical love on that Sunday. And last Sunday, I'm sure we were all encouraged, uh, as Pastor Noah shared about us, having um, a heart for different generations in our church. Generations led by the Spirit. 
as we sought to encourage and equip each other on this journey of faith, led by God's Spirit. And so we've been on a journey, and this is things that we want to grow in. Each of those things are things that we want to, to, to have more of in our church, to flourish in. And so today we come to this topic of mission. We want to be people that thrive and grow in this whole area of being on mission. In fact, um, we have a shirt that we often wear. I didn't want to wear it today because it's short sleeve and it's a bit cold. But you're probably familiar with what it says on the back. Are you familiar with this, our mission statement? To know Jesus and to make Jesus known. Now, if I was to give us a score out of 100 for the first one, to make Jesus known, I reckon I would actually say somewhere in the 70. I reckon, I reckon we're pretty good at, at, at... Sorry, did I say that right? To know Jesus. <laughs> you know what I meant. The first part, I would almost say it's about a 70%. I reckon we do pretty well on that front. Absolutely, we can improve so much. And then I look at the second statement, and I thought, I want us to do well at that, but I wouldn't give us a 70. I would give us a lower score, because I feel there is so much we could grow in making Jesus known in our community. And that's what we're talking about today, making Jesus known. And there were some people in the Bible who really had a heart to make Jesus known. Just think through the book of Acts and some of the characters there. They had such a heart to make Jesus known. It was their, their focus. Um, I specifically was thinking of Paul and Barnabas. When they came back to Jerusalem and they went and spoke to the believers there and said, what are you doing? They were becoming so inward focus. And they said, we need to go out on mission. In fact, they said these words that's quoted in the Bible. If we can go to the next slide. Uh, they said in Acts 13, 47, this is Paul and Barnabas, knowing where they were about to head. They said, for this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. And the beautiful thing about this is not only did they own these words, that they went and did it. They completely lived it out as an example to us. Nothing was going to stop them from going out and telling of the goodness of Jesus to whoever God would send them to. They had a calling on their life, a commandment. And that same calling is on us. That same calling that we would know through the Great Commission that we see here. It is for us to go out to our community, to our friends, to our neighbours, to wherever God would send us, to Western Australia, to Newcastle, wherever it is, to be a light so that other people will come to know the goodness of God that we have found. And so I want to encourage us from the start to do it here. God has put us here in Korowa, in this region, for a reason. We are planted here, at least today. Some of us are getting sent out again. But for us who are here, and for while we are here, even over the next week, may it be on our heart to care about God's mission and start doing it here and now, to be moved by God. And so a practical part of this, if we go to the next slide, is for us to start thinking about everyday conversations. We all have them. I know that we're all good at saying hello. We're all good at talking about things in common. We can talk about the weather or the sport. Wasn't it good that Australia won the cricket last night? Isn't it good that England's struggling in the cricket there, Nick? 
We can all talk about these things. We won't talk about the, the rugby too much. But there's other topics that we could talk about. We can talk all day. I caught up with uh, Anthony today talking about sport. No, no, it wasn't today. That was a few days ago. I had to get a windscreen repaired at the, uh, at the windscreen place and I was walking past and we, we, um, Anthony was having a chat to a guy I know through cricket and we started talking about sport. We are able to do that. But what I want to think us about is taking those next step with those conversations. To not just leave it there with how you're going and how good sport is or, or how good uh, things are in Koroa. To take the next step to talk about God. To talk about the things of faith. And it can be quite natural or normal if we make it normal. We could share something about how, what God is doing in our lives. When we did the Just Walk Across the Room series, we were talking about a before and after story. We could just quickly say something like, my life hasn't always been like this. I had a difficult period where I was struggling. Someone told me about Jesus and I got this good news. And now I have this incredible hope for the future. It could be as simple as that, a before and after story. Maybe a conversation to say, well, look, I've had a difficult patch, but God has answered my prayers just recently. Maybe if someone else is having a difficult patch, why don't we say, oh, I have a God that, uh, that's good and powerful and, and loves all people. I would like to pray about that situation. Straight away, I can think of a time when, way back when I was working in IT and I was talking to one of my work colleagues and she was saying, told me, I, I have these terrible dreams. They're almost night terrors, night after night. And I said to her, well, I'd like to pray about that. I said, I'm going to pray that you have good dreams tonight. I'm a Christian. I believe in God. And so I prayed for her and then I saw her within a few days and I said, oh, what, what's going on for you? What's, what, has anything happened? And she's like, oh, I've had the best sleep ever. And I think, well, this is incredible. should do this more often. This is getting results, this prayer thing and reaching out. But also, we can talk about God's creation. How natural if we were out, as these farmers love to do it, out in the field, have a chat about what we see. It's beautiful. We can offer practical help for someone. There are everyday conversations where we can take that next step and that is us being on mission. I want to encourage us to do that this week and moving forward. And part of today was to talk about equipping us for mission because as a church, we need a strategy. Can we go to the next slide, please? We need a strategy. But do you know what? I don't even think we have a strategy as a church. I think we know we need one, we want to reach people, but deep down we don't have a strategy for reaching lost people. Our hope is that God will, will work and that miracles will take place. And that does happen, but we don't have a clear strategy of how to get people into faith and as the picture shows there, for people to keep growing in faith, being discipled, keep sticking at it. In fact, that's almost... Um, harder in a way. They're both difficult journeys, but I find uh, it, it requires a lot of effort and energy to keep building people up along the journey because it's a both. We want to have a strategy to see people, one for Jesus, and then this strategy or cycle to keep building people up, to keep them growing on the journey. So while we don't have a strategy, the good news is that as leadership, we're talking about it. 
You might have heard some of this talk about unstuck church and uh, how we're thinking about what we're doing. Part of it is for us to have a more strategic focus, to put our energy into who we can reach and how we can reach them. Rather than just assuming that we can make a difference across all the people of Corowa in the region, all the people of Rutherglen, it's about thinking, well, who can we reach out? Who is God leading us to? So we are in a conversation, we are in a work in progress. And the leadership, Noah and I, we'd love for you to join in, to join in in that conversation, to, to pick up the book or just to think through uh, what God has put on your heart for our community. Us being equipped for mission, it's about us having a strategy and we need help in that. So pray for us as a leadership, pray for our church that we will have a better focus, that we will see people one for Jesus. Now, can we go to the next slide? Sometimes we can get it all wrong. Many times the church, or in the Western church, I don't want to focus specifically us, us at Curra Baptist Church, but we get the whole mission idea upside down. You might think, well, why have I got a castle up there? Well, I heard this great illustration probably about 15 years ago uh, from Christine Kane, and it stuck with me. Because you might say, oh, well, that looks very strong and sturdy. Uh, it looks very safe. But the reality is, is that when the church gets mission all wrong, it can be a bit like uh, an evangelism all wrong. It's a bit like we're stuck in a castle and we put our drawbridge up. The drawbridge goes up so that no one, or it's very hard to get in. Because we put barriers up to our society and to people who need the good news. So just tell me, what do you think some barriers are that we put up uh, to stop people coming to, to, to be with us and experience Jesus? What do you think they are? Yep, so we just, we put no effort into understanding their culture. Yep. Yes, people are different from us, so we just, um, we don't put the effort in. Yep, that's right. Yep. Joe? Yes, yep. Yes. Yeah. I think in our current day, it's fair to acknowledge relationships are so important that we get alongside people and have a genuine relationship as part of any sort of evangelism or outreach or mission. Yeah. 
Yes. Well, the illustration doesn't stop here as us being a guarded castle with a big moat around it, making it hard for people to get in. But then sometimes we view evangelism a bit like putting the drawbridge down and we're like, oh, yes, let's go. We've got this next moment of time. We're going to do this event or we're going to do this uh, evangelistic effort. We put our bridge down, we run out and we get people completely out of context. We say, oh, you look terrible. You're a sinner. You need Jesus. We might try to give them a Bible and then we, before they even recognize who we are, what we stand for really, we run back in, put the drawbridge back up, high five each other that we've done our job. What a great job we did. And everyone outside looks around in confusion. What was that? Who was that? Who do they belong to? What were they doing? And so I think sometimes we get it wrong, very wrong. Because, yeah, when we think about the model that Jesus showed, if we go to the next slide, it was completely different. Jesus came and spent time with all sorts of people. Jesus was eating with the people that others would not eat with. He ate with sinners and tax collectors, we know that. Jesus was relevant and in people's lives and he told them stories about God He encouraged them to turn to God and find eternal life. Jesus had such a different model. Sometimes a church word that we use is incarnational. But it's Jesus was present with people. He was there. And so what a better model than trying to to look to this unusual, quirky model that we've maybe seen in the past, but come to a model that Jesus demonstrated. Jesus himself Uh, Or the terminology sometimes we use, that we are to be in the world, but not of the world. A calling from Jesus. And it comes out of a prayer that Jesus prayed for his disciples. Uh, In John's Gospel, in John 17, Jesus had this beautiful prayer. and, And that prayer was for his disciples just before he went to heaven. And he said these words, My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, I have sent them into the world. What a beautiful picture. What's Jesus calling those first disciples to? To remain in this world, to be different for him. The word sanctify means to be set apart, to be different because they've got God's truth in their lives. They're to avoid sin, they're to live different lives. But as as verse 18 makes clear, they are sent, sent by Jesus to, to be a light, to be present, to be on mission, which is what we're talking about. And I believe that this prayer carries on to us, that we are to remain in this world that we are to be set apart, that we are to acknowledge that we have been sent by Jesus to those around us. We are to be a people on mission. You and I, each of us, making a difference for Jesus where we are, where he has us. To be in the world, but not of the world. And so I hope you can see, if we go to the next slide, I think you hope you can see that we need to change the culture of our church. 
without a doubt, for CBC, for our church to be known as a church on mission, then we've got some major changes to make, some significant changes. The first suggestion I have is that we need to start praying, to to earnestly get alone and start praying with the Lord and saying, Lord, I have friends that don't know you. I have family that don't know you. I've got relatives. I've got people, my neighbours, people in my workplaces that don't know you. Lord, please save them. Work. Be at work. Because, Lord, they need you. We need to have a heart of prayer that, that is focused on lost people. And I would love for us not only to be praying, but to raise the priority in how we spend our energy. I get excited by a church that has a priority on trying to reach out to lost people. That means sometimes we need to say no to certain programs or activities that are consuming our time so that we can free up some space to say, yes, Lord, who would you have me reach? Who could I go out to? Because we don't want to be too busy for the work that God has called us to. And it's important that we celebrate victories. I get so excited when, when people talk about someone coming to faith or they talk about uh, a change in someone's life. When they get Jesus, I get excited hearing it and I know that we do. We need to keep talking about the victories that are taking place because it is good for us and good for our church family. And I think it's good to acknowledge from the start that going out is actually hard work. It's easier to stay here and to be comfortable than it is to go out and to put ourselves on the line and to present Jesus to people. Because not everyone likes it. I'll tell you now, if you go out and find 10 people on the street and start talking to them about Jesus, you will get all sorts of different reactions. But some people will walk off. They won't be interested at all. Some, I hope, would stay and want to have a chat. But the reality is, is that Jesus was clear from the beginning that people will hate you because you belong to me. Some people want nothing to do with us because we now belong to Jesus Christ. It's a reality that some people are just not interested. But that does not mean that we give up. We keep going. We keep doing it because we know that it is a calling that God has placed on our lives. And that we go into this spiritual battle with God on our side and praying about what's taking place. And I just wanted to affirm here that we as a church are not here to look at each other and point each other's faults out. That is never our aim. And our point here is not to look at our community or our society and to point out its faults and failures. We've got a calling to be like Jesus, to go and serve, to serve each other and to serve our community. May we have growth in, in these areas, how different our church would look if our culture changed, that these were a priority for us. Imagine what our church would look like if we were a church on mission. And not only we knew that, but our whole community knew. Wow, that, that church up there, that, that church on Tower Street, those, those, those Cora Baptist guys, they, they're, they're, on, they're passionate I might not like it, but I know that they're getting the message of Jesus out there. They care about what Jesus has called them to do. I want to be a part of a church like that. I want to be a church church that, that gets the good news of Jesus out there. Because I know that it matters for eternity. I know that it is the work of God to change people. But we need to partner with God 
in what he's called us to. Maybe you've got some suggestions. How can we change the culture of our church? Maybe you look around sometimes and say, oh, I don't think we're, we're too much like a castle or we're too much like an elephant or too much like something else that's not working. What can we do to change our culture? Well, maybe think about it and let our leadership know things that we can work on to be more on fire or more passionate about Jesus, that we will become people on mission, people that care about the lost, people that want to see Jesus known. Do you care about this? Do you care about people coming to know the Lord? Do you care about that? Well, then let's try. Let's do something. Let's put energy into it. Let's not just put it aside as a good idea, but let's actually put some energy and focus into it. Let's pray. Our Father, we give you the glory and the honour. Lord, our heart goes out to the the people we know that, that are lost, that are broken, that are far from you. Lord, help us as individuals to seek and save the lost as you work through us. And Lord, help us as a church to seek and save the lost, that we will find people that you lead us to, that you will give us the words to share, and that, Lord, people will come to know you. Give us wisdom in this space as we acknowledge that we are finding it hard. And help us, Lord, to grow in your goodness. Lord, we ask your blessing in this whole area, that we will be known as a church on mission. We pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.